Welcome to Uniquely Small Biz, a podcast where small business owners share their unique stories to inspire our listeners. Welcome back to Uniquely Small Biz by Selective Insurance, a podcast for small business owners to share their inspiring stories. I'm Carolyn McArdle. We're looking forward to bringing you another wonderful conversation with small business owners who are as unique as their ventures. Today, I'm excited to welcome Jocelyn and Brittany Ray Reese, two sisters who teamed up to revolutionize wellness spaces for women of color in Colorado. Together, they're the founders of Fit and New, a habit-based fitness and nutrition company and boutique wellness club. So sit back and get ready for another thoughtful episode of Uniquely Small Biz, brought to you by Selective Insurance. Well, welcome to the podcast, girls. Thank you so much. It's so nice to have you. So I've got Jocelyn, I've got Brittany Ray Reese. I want to know from each of you your sort of individual stories of how you came into the health and fitness industry. So Brittany Ray, let's start with you. How did you get into the industry? I've always been an athlete. And as I started to get into adulthood and <laughs> realized that I didn't have a coach or someone there to tell me how to work out, I became curious with just kind of learning how to mold my own body. And throughout that process, I was working at a gym part-time and I decided to work out with all of the trainers actually to get a taste for their style of training as well as just learning what they know. And I was just empowered by that because I was definitely one of those women who would just go to a gym and stay on the elliptical for like an hour. (laughs) I totally understand. (laughs) And then once I was taught different techniques and just really understanding the different styles of training, I'm like, every woman should be empowered with this information. And I want to be the one that delivers it, but in a fun, exciting way. So it's not daunting. So that's how I got my start. I'm sure Jocelyn will share how that evolved into Fit New. So how'd you get your start, Jocelyn? What was your motivation just to go into the industry, not even to start your business? But were you an athlete as well? I was the opposite of an athlete, actually. (laughs) So Ah. I wasn't interested in doing any type of intense physical activity. Walking was like not even my thing. So what I was most interested in was eating. But I... I love how you're like, I was not interested in even walking, yet you run this company. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But that's part of the reason why we're here. So for me, I was working in corporate America as a designer and construction professional. And it was like a high stress job. And it was also one of those type of jobs where there were always snacks around and it wouldn't be like carrots and hummus. It's like Mm -hmm. pies and cookies and cakes. And so I found myself just indulging in all of the wrong things and then became really unhappy with my body. And so I wanted to change that. And I was really interested in figuring out how to use food to change it. And so that's how I entered into the industry. Oh, interesting. So you guys have totally different paths into this. Mm -hmm. And your sisters, which we mentioned a few minutes ago. So how did that collaboration happened with being on such opposite paths in life? Like, did you guys have a conversation at one point? What happened where you thought we should start a company together or start a gym? Yeah, no, it wasn't 
that thought out. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say like it was very organic. Really started with we should travel. Jocelyn was visiting me when I lived in New York for Christmas and we were watching a documentary on Panama, I believe. And we were like, you know what? We haven't been outside of the United States. So it would be nice for us to just kind of take a soul searching trip with just the two of us. And let's start with Panama. That seems like a cool country. (laughs) So next thing you know, we're booking a flight and we just booked a one way. And we're like, you know, we're just going to figure it out. We just had $2,000 each for this trip. We planned on staying for about three months just because we knew our visa would only allow us to be there for three months. And then once we got to Panama, We learned that it's super easy to cross borders. So we ended up backpacking through Central America for three months, starting in Panama, and we ended in Nicaragua and then worked our way back down. But during that trip, my birthday happened, and I was very adamant about getting certified in Zumba. And I was like, you're with me, so we got to do it together. We have to go on this trip together. So we managed to find a certification class that uh, was, I think, like the day before my birthday in Managua, Nicaragua. And it was taught by the right-hand man of the founder of Zumba. And it was all in Spanish. We were the only Americans taking this class. And it was like a nine-hour course, all in Spanish. so long. Yeah. Wow. I think it was so long because it was all in Spanish. I see the look on your face. You're tired all over again. (laughs) Yeah. And Brittany was convinced that I had done this before. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never done this. I know. I have to back up here and say that Brittany's like, and then we just decided to backpack all through. It's like, wait, Jocelyn just finished telling us she doesn't even want to go for a walk. So, how are you guys all of a sudden backpacking through Panama? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jocelyn, how did you do on that trip physically, first of all, (laughs) mentally? Oh, man. I definitely experienced some challenges, but it was fun. We got through it. (laughs) Yeah. I caught her as the bubble boy because we found out that she was allergic to so many things. And we're like, we just got to keep you in a bubble. Like, we can't can't take you you on that trip while you're backpacking. Yeah. Because, you know, what do they say? In Rome, do as the Romans do, right? So, like, oh, yeah. When in Rome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, in Central America, it's all about rice and beans and like bread and beer. And so, I'm sensitive to gluten. That's what I found out. Same here. I get it. Say no more, man. Right. It is. Right. That's rough. If you're sensitive to gluten or you have celiac or anything along those lines and you eat the wrong stuff, not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Oh, you poor thing. But it's all right, because then I just shifted to mangoes, and so I just ate that all day, every day, and it was great. I transformed my body. I had all this energy, and like we did what we needed to do to walk across all these countries, but while we were out there, we started to see how the locals were living, and Uh in particular, the women of those countries, and how they were mostly the ones that were out and about working, but their bodies didn't reflect the healthy lifestyle. They were really busy doing what they had to do for their families, but majority of them were overweight. And so when Mm -hmm. we got that certification to teach Zumba and now we had this modality of dance to move our bodies and it's fun. And so that's one of the things that piqued me into the whole being physical thing. We came back to Colorado and started teaching Zumba in our community. And eventually the community that we were serving 
they asked us for more. And so that's how Fit and New evolved. Wow. And it's interesting that your diet changed on that trip too, kind of accidentally, right? Like you didn't know you had that sensitivity to those foods. You probably hadn't been feeling great before the trip. Mm-hmm. You go on it, you discover gluten is not for you. And then you're eating all these healthy foods all of a sudden. I mean, that's kind of, it's like that trip was meant to be in so many different ways for you guys. Totally. So you sit down and you decide, okay, we got to do something about this. The Zumba was obviously inspirational that you took while you were there. And you came back and thought, you want to make a difference in people's lives? You want to just run a business? Like, what was your mission behind opening your studio? Yeah, well, like Jocelyn mentioned, we were really inspired to create change within community that we were part of in Central America, but to broaden that, it was women of color. Because we noticed that some of the habits that we witnessed in Central America are the same habits that women of color in America have, which is we're overworked and we underprioritize ourselves in our health. And so we wanted to change that starting with Zumba because that was something fun that we felt would be easy to promote health. When we got back, starting with that Zumba class in the community, it grew to large numbers. I mean, we had classes with like a hundred women in there and they really, they were the ones to start to see the change within ourselves, like physically. And they're like, surely you guys are doing more than just Zumba. Can you give us a little bit more? Like we're really committed to the Zumba thing, but we know that there's more to this. So how else can you help us? So that's when Jocelyn started to introduce what she was learning on the nutrition side And I began to introduce the additional fitness things that I was doing, such as functional training. And that's where I ended up specializing in that that type of training. Wow. How did the diet side of it go, Jocelyn? How was that received when you started sharing that information? Oh, it was great because I was juicing at the time. So my obsession with fruit and vegetables just became like a hobby of juicing and sharing that with my friends and family. So I would press juice, bottle it, and then bring it to our classes and sell it at our Zumba classes. So I feel like that's a super easy introduction to switching up your eating style when you're not used Mm -hmm. to eating lots of fruit and vegetables, because we're all going to drink things, especially if they taste good. So that's, that was easy. I'm a big juicer fan. I love making juices. And it's really funny. You don't realize how many different concoctions you can make with just the simplest fruits and vegetables, right? Mm -hmm. An apple and a pear and a lemon and some ginger. And then you put some kale in there and it's good. Oh, yeah. And you do feel good when you're on a diet like that. Yeah, you feel great. I always tell people it gets into your blood just as quick as alcohol. So, yeah, that's the benefit of juicing without all the toxicity attached to it. And your body's not having to break down. I always use the idea of if you're going to eat a piece of meat, your body has to work so hard to break that piece of meat down. But if you drink a juice that's got fruits and vegetables in it, just the juice of it, absolutely, it goes right into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And you feel better quicker, too, which is a great thing. Your body's not tired. Yes. And it's good for your skin. 
Yes, right? all of that. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. We could talk about this forever. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you guys what makes your business unique. I think that's pretty obvious. But I want to know more about your innovative approaches. You've got a lot of them combining wellness and nutrition and community and offering virtual classes. You've got the Fit and New Coach app. So talk to me a little bit about those approaches. So I think first we decided to build a brick and mortar because we really saw the importance of having a physical space for women of color and in particular black women, because in the wellness space, there's really not a place that we can go that feels safe and inclusive. So that's the first part of our approach that has a unique edge to it. So we have a brick and mortar. And then since COVID, we figured out how to be virtual as well. And so with the virtual aspect of our club, we offer fitness classes that Brittany leads online and they're live. So you could just join those based on the schedule. And then we also have an on-demand library that you can tap into whenever it works best for you. I think now you probably could tell I'm the fit of fit and new and Jocelyn is the new. But with nutrition, we do group coaching as well as host nutrition seminars. And all of this has become virtual since COVID as well. Yeah, it's so funny how the world has changed so much since the pandemic. If you had told us three or four years ago that we could be taking fitness classes out of our houses on an app, you never would have believed it, but it is effective. Mm -hmm. It really does work. And it's convenient. And even I'm assuming you guys are back open that people can go back into your gym now. Yes, we are. But Do they have the option. <laughs> they totally have the option. But honestly, I think the habit has changed because it used to be really easy to leave your house, drive to work, get off work and drive to your gym, wherever that is or wherever you're going to work out. But everyone's working from home. So no one is really super excited about leaving their house to come into the club. So we're repurposing our space because of that, because we figured out that the virtual model works way better. Interesting. So are you thinking of going all virtual then eventually? Definitely. Yes, that is the goal. And that's what we're currently working on is restructuring our business model from a membership base to a subscription-based model. So that way we could serve more women of color across the nation instead of just in Colorado, where we're based. And then also we're really just hearing what the biggest pain point is for our demographic, which is we're busy. <laughs> like I need convenience. I need, I need support, but I need the support to meet me where I'm at. So mm -hmm. how can you make this super easy for me to reach my goals? And so with this restructuring of the model, it's really about like, okay, we want to make sure that we're still prioritized educating them on healthy, holistic fitness and nutrition practices, as well as providing the tools and the support, like that community support is still a very big element of it. So that's where Fit and New Coach app comes in with offering all of that. I will say to you guys that I used to go to a gym before the pandemic. I actually found out about the pandemic while I was at the gym on the treadmill. And I turned a bedroom into my house into a gym. So that's my gym. And I now do an app-based workout. And I love it. I love that I can be home and the days are gone of, oh, I got to get in the car and go to the gym. I don't know. I don't feel like it, too. Oh, my gosh, I'm home. I can just, like, Carolyn, go right now and do your workout. And boom, I'm in the other room doing a workout. So you don't have that temptation to back out. Right. I love that. But what's missing from the app that I use is the coaching. 
I have to be totally self-motivated. I'm not accountable to anybody because there is no coach. So that part of it and the nutrition is missing. It's just the exercise part of it. So I love your approach that you are offering more than that, right? There's the coaching. There's the nutritional aspect. That's really marketable. Oh, thank you. When it comes to coaching, we really pride ourselves in taking this unique approach to social and emotional health because especially on the nutrition side, most people are coming into their wellness journey with this dieting mentality and it's like all or nothing. And Mm -hmm. so we're trying to break down some of the mental barriers that they might have with that. And when it comes to food, it's like, okay, yes, we definitely need to help you understand how to foundationally eat better, but it's also important for you to understand where you're satisfied in your life versus where you're not. Because if you're dissatisfied with your career, your relationship, your home environment, if you don't have a spiritual practice that keeps you elevated, if you're not feeling creative, then all of a sudden you're making decisions that aren't favoring you. And that could lead to you eating more junk food or now you're not motivated to move your body. So when it comes to our coaching style, that's the primary focus. I love it. Brittany? Yeah, I was just going to say we're all encompassing. So we really like to focus on the whole person. And I feel like there's many people that now have created home gyms and spent a lot of money on like buying equipment and not really knowing how to use it. So Mm -hmm. having like a fitness coach who you could work with live and instruct you on how to do that has been a game changer for a lot of our members. Also, we offer fitness tests. So we like to make sure they know multiple ways to really measure their progress. So not only with what the scale shows, but also like strength wise, balance wise, flexibility wise, and seeing the importance of having all of that intact. And then also we have other metrics such as their body composition analysis. So this is telling more than just your weight. It's telling your water levels, your body fat mass, your muscle mass, your visceral fat, your basal metabolic rate. I always say it's like a tarot card reading for your body. Totally. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We could totally see what's going on inside of you and like predict your future. (laughs) By the way, can I point out to you guys that this all started out from a backpacking trip just to get out of the country? And now you're like talking (laughs) these terms that even I don't know. (laughs) That's crazy. How long ago was that trip? Did you guys say 2015 or am I making that up in my head? That's when we started Fit and New, when it officially became a business. But that backpacking trip was 2013. Wow, in 10 years. For two years, we were Zumba stars. (laughs) You guys have learned so much in 10 years to be talking this talk, legit knowing what you're talking about, right? I mean, that is crazy to me that it's not like you went to school for this. I'm so impressed. Thank Thank you. Thank you. I have to ask, I don't know, don't tell me your ages, because we're not going to ask you that question, but (laughs) what is the difference in age? I don't know which one of you is older and which one's younger. Oh, right. (laughs) So what's the age difference? How many years? Three Three and a half half years apart. We're three and a half years apart, and we're 10 years older than we look. Okay. You don't want to say because because of the juicing, right? Oh, because of the juicing and the lack of walking. 
I'll ask you, Brittany, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. What is it like working with a sibling with your sister? Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Fit and New is actually our third business together. <laughs> our really? first business was when we were seven and 11. So we've come a long way. You guys way. are so cute. <laughs> what did you do when you were seven and 11? Uh, Keychain Express. We were making those lanyard keychains. Well, Jocelyn was making it and I was the boss. I was the salesperson upselling people. Do you want a gold one or a silver ring? For 10 cents more. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Had my little files and everything. Oh, that is so cute. And then we had Chocolate Piece Productions, which was an event production and design company. And then Fit and New. Like just over the years, I've learned like this is a blessing to be able to have someone that I'm close with to build essentially a legacy with. Yeah. And because our legacies are so intertwined as sisters, it's just great because we both want each other to win, obviously. So that's the sugar on top. (laughs) But (laughs) the salty part of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, that's the sweet now sour. I mean, it's got like with any business, though, there's going to be some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Overall... Jocelyn. <laughs> I mean, Jocelyn, would you agree that it is awesome to be able to work with your sister? You're very lucky to be able to do that. Yes. Yes, I am very lucky. Do you want me to say the salty part? Go for what's it. The, yeah, what's the salty <laughs> part? So I think we know each other too well. And so we yeah. we can't get away with anything. And because we're sisters and business partners, there's a fine line that we have to I don't know. It's like we're going to cross it just because that's how our life is built. But we have Mm -hmm. to reel each other back in real quick and not take it personally. But sometimes you do. Sometimes your feelings do get hurt because it's like Mm -hmm. you're my sister and you're telling me something that I don't completely agree with or I want to do something different and you want to do that. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. We just kind of had to deal with that part and finesse it. When we were younger, we used to fight a lot. We didn't get along at all when we were kids. (laughs) And so now in our adulthood, we have those dynamics where we're fighting, where there's tension between us, but then we figure out how to solve it real quick. Yeah. I mean, I think when it's family, there's less of a filter. If you're business partners that don't know each other, that you just met with the business, well, then it's professional. But when it's family, you know all the dirt. You know everything. So there isn't that filter or that wall between you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes it even tougher. It yeah. does. But you guys are getting it done. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. getting it done. <laughs> we uh, it yeah, done. we've come too far. And I feel like with knowing so much of each other, it also allows us to be compassionate because we understand the full situation. Yeah. Like why... Jocelyn can't be available for X, Y, and Z. She has two little kids. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? I'll pick up the pieces. But then it's also like, I know you so well. I know that you're just choosing to be lazy right now instead of... <laughs> that happened on this podcast. Now everybody knows. <laughs> and trust me, Brittany Ray, we already knew based on the fact that she doesn't even want to walk. <laughs> right. right. So we knew exactly. that like at the beginning of the podcast. We you heard knew. it here first. Dang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what is it like for you guys? Like, what does it mean to you to run a successfully 
Black-owned business and women-owned business in an industry where a lot of times this industry is dominated by white males, frankly. Like, what does that mean to you when you sit back and look at it and think, we're doing this? Yeah, it means a lot. We are actively breaking generational curses in so many different ways from like the angle of health and just like personal health and wellness. And then also from an economic standpoint, being black and then being a woman, it's a very humbling experience because we're blazing the trail for Mm -hmm. women that are coming behind us and even just people of color in general. So there are moments that inform our motivation more than we probably think. Like during those times where it feels really hard and heavy, like those are Mm -hmm. also the same times that are encouraging us to just be better and do better and just keep going. I love that. Brittany, do you want to add to that? No, that's great. (laughs) I think it's honestly something where it's like we have to be aware of the fact that we're competing in a white dominant industry, white male Mm -hmm. dominant industry, but not let it dictate our moves and, you know, why we do what we do, because it's not about that. It's more about the women that we're trying to serve and save. And so we just keep our focus on the goal, the mission, and allow our black girl magic to shine and and just inspire as many other people in the process. And it's been nice to even receive like others in the industry, especially like white males in the industry, give us our flowers and just say they see us and they really appreciate what we're doing and they recognize the importance of it. I think there's something to be said about keeping your head down and keeping your eye on the prize and not letting all that outside noise distract you and take you off path from getting to your goal. So I think you guys, it sounds like you're doing that, which is great. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. We also feel like we don't have much of a choice too, because black women are dying at alarming rates. And there's this crazy statistic about black women in cardiovascular disease and 59% of black women, 20 years old and older have some sort of cardiovascular issue. So that's like over half Mm. of us. So this isn't just us doing something that's cute and fun. Like Mm -hmm. we're really trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. We're really changing and saving lives and we're knee deep into it now. Like we can't stop. (laughs) We can't turn back right now. No. We cannot turn back. Brittany Ray, let me ask you this next question. I'm wondering about marketing. Mm -hmm. Your business is so unique. I would imagine that there's a good amount of word of mouth, but do you do you guys market? And if so, how? Yeah, you asked the right one for that because I handle all of our, <laughs> our branding and marketing. <laughs> so social media plays a huge part in reaching our demographic, mainly Instagram and Facebook, and then also word of mouth. So remind you, we started in the community and we still consider ourselves community-based. And just within the Black community, it's really big on, oh, I have a trusted source. You should definitely reach out to them. And then it's like, okay, no question about it. So word of mouth, I would say, is what got our start. But what's keeping us going is social media. We do some email marketing. And now with our partnership with Colorado Public Health Department and the CDC, we were able to 
shoot a national diabetes prevention commercial. And that has really helped with getting the word out and building awareness around Fit and New. I was looking through your Instagram page and I saw the hashtag some cut challenge that you guys did back in September. And I was like, man, that was impressive. That was hard. <laughs> yeah. How do you memorize all those moves? Oh, man. <laughs> that was eight hours of intense practice. <laughs> that is that was intense. But I like your social media. I was all in on it. I was going through the reels and looking at all the, you know, you guys do a great job on social. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It's the perfect blend, I think, of entertaining but informative at the same time, which is such a goal. I mean, you hooked me in, right? I went mm -hmm. through several of your posts. So you guys do a really good job. Yeah, I would say Thanks. we have to credit the pandemic for a lot of those reels and dance challenges because mm -hmm. that's and what TikTok. really got yeah, that's what really <laughs> got us into it. Um during the yeah. pandemic, we were going live all yeah, every day doing different dance videos and all kinds of things. So you never know what's going to catch on, though. It's so isn't it so crazy? Like you put one out and think, oh, no one's going to care. And then all of a sudden it's got 100 views or a thousand views or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's, you just never know the mystery of the World Wide Web. Well, I kind of know what's next for you guys, as you had mentioned that you're currently rebranding and looking at going at a an app based subscription style business. Is there anything else that's changing for you on the horizon? Or is that 100% of your focus right now is the restructuring and rebranding? Definitely, that's a big part of our focus right now. But also developing some partnerships, especially in the healthcare industry mm -hmm. and health provider industry. So we're looking to partner with some cardiologists and other subject matter experts that can offer our members and followers more information that goes beyond our expertise. The foundation of Fit and New is education. So we want to keep that going. And then with that, we hope to have like a whole resource center around health education, also the social emotional part, mm -hmm. and really heavy on mental health as well. That's great. Well, congratulations to you both. It has been so nice chatting with you today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks great. for having us. It was a pleasure. Yes. Yeah. And continued good luck. I can't wait to see where you guys end up. This is very exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joining us now to talk about the importance of diversity in business and the best way to support Black-owned businesses is the Vice President of Underwriting at Selective Insurance, Tim Abraham. Tim, welcome to the show. I understand that you are the executive sponsor and a member of the Black Employee Resource Group at Selective. So can you tell us the mission of Selective's Black ERG? Yes, I am. Thank you. So, yeah, the mission of the ERG, and I'm going to paraphrase this for you, is to advance the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, by promoting the individual and collective growth of Black employees through professional development and networking opportunities. We advocate to increase cultural awareness and promote the recruitment, development, and retention and advancement of Black employees within this organization. And we align that with our strategic imperative of creating a highly engaged team. So how are you celebrating Black History Month? Yes, we have a special treat for our staff mm -hmm. this year. So this will let you know, we put on events during Black History Month. We have what we call speaker series. And this year, 
we have a special speaker. His name is Loki Mahal, and he's an award-winning filmmaker. And he's going to be accompanied by his mother, who is Joan Mulholland. She was a freedom rider, and she participated in many of the historic civil rights marches. So they're going to be joining us this year and giving a presentation to our entire staff. And their theme is the importance of allyship and ways to move the needle forward. So this whole presentation is going to be about how do we get people to be an ally with the causes of the disenfranchised of minority groups. So it's going to be a very good presentation and it's going to be firsthand knowledge of someone that was actually there in the 60s that participated in these marches. So we are thrilled to be able to give this content to the staff. So here's a question for you, Tim. How can our listeners on this podcast, regardless of their race, how can they embrace Black history? Do you have any advice? Yes. And I look at this and I got four easy words for people to try to embrace Black history. One is empathy. And empathy is, you know, showing concern, you know, and discernment for the minority groups and disenfranchised groups of people. The other is understanding. Right. Trying to understand others point of view, what their trials and tribulation has been. You know, everyone has a unique life experience and caring. You know, do you care? Show kindness and concern for others. And then the last part is a call to service. Right. And there's an old saying, your inactions speak louder than your actions. Mm -hmm. And I usually like to go by a great quote from Dr. Martin Luther King saying, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at the times of challenge and controversy. Mm, I love that. And I love your inactions speak louder than your actions because so many times we've heard actions speak louder than words. But your inaction speaking louder than your actions is quite profound. I really like that. That's the first time I've heard that. Well, part of Fit and News' approach to holistic wellness for Black women is to provide accessible resources that break down some of the barriers that they would typically face elsewhere. And we know that there are very well-documented disparities in the Black community experiences when it comes to health and wellness. So are there any initiatives within the ERG to help support members with their overall wellness? Yes, we actually put on webinars and we give links into our Black ERG website. So I'll just give you an example. Like this month, there's a national campaign that's taking place on glaucoma, which is tied to, you know, complications from diabetes in the Black community. So we tie ourselves to a lot of the national campaigns. So we post that for our staff in order to get information on that. Last year, we had a national speaker come in. Nick Carter came in and did a part of our speaker series, and he talked about mental health in the black community. Right. So mental health for minorities, defining mental health, what good mental health looks like, how to attain treatment. So we try to stay active and engaged in things that are prevalent in our community that we try to give links to our employees on where to get help, where to get assistance. That's fantastic. When you have a business like Fit and New, specifically serving the Black community, what pieces or piece of advice would you offer to a small business like theirs? What I find a lot in our community and me being an insurance professional and things that I get asked a lot is businesses really understanding your true exposure, right? Yeah. And the biggest thing I see in our community is a lack of knowledge of insurance risk. 
And my biggest advice to any small business in the black community is obtain insurance counsel, right, through an insurance advisor that can help you understand the inherent risk of your business, how to protect your business. And I get a lot of questions because people do not have the knowledge or the wherewithal to understand what their risks are and how to protect themselves until the disaster happens. And then you find out you didn't have the coverage or the exposures, you know, in terms of that disaster that you incurred. Yeah, it becomes almost a reaction instead of being proactive, you're reactive, right? That is correct. Which is so scary. (laughs) Such a scary place to be. That is correct. Well, they are such a focused business. What are some specific risks that they in particular might want to consider? Yeah, so in this particular risk with this fitness facility, you look at a couple of things. One is contractual risk transfer in terms of their liability, right? So they have a fitness facility training there. Are you getting whole harmless agreements signed by your participants because you have a fitness facility? I know they do a lot with social media, things of that nature, trying to reach their client base. A lot of clients, they do not understand cyber liability and the risk of cyber threats, that certain cyber threats will actually shut your business down. And then also they have some professional services exposed in terms of some of the counseling and things that they do for their clients. So that's why I said they have a lot of inherent risk that a lot of people do not think through. And I I love this story of these two young ladies that you have this business that you have a passion about. And when you have this passion, they organically just grew this business. But when you grow it and they had a good business model of growing this facility, but it has a lot of inherent risk that you do need some advice about trying to ensure. And that brings me to my next question. That's a perfect segue is let's talk resources for a second for black entrepreneurs considering starting their own business like they did. Are there available resources that you would recommend for those soon to be business owners? Yeah. So when you think about starting a business and the first thing you say, hey, creating a business plan, a lot of small businesses have problems with funding, right? So they were, how do I fund this business? A lot of them say, hey, I try to do it on my own 401k plans and and kind of liquidating assets. But hey, you have the Small Business Administration, you know, they help minority business, you know, compete from contracts and provide training as well, because, you know, training on business plans and things of that nature. You have black founders who gives advice, mentorship, and it also helps with funding. And then there's another group that's the Minority Business Development Agency, and they help Black-owned businesses on guidance to obtain funding and also compete for government contracts. So there are some opportunities out there, some companies that are out there to help the community in terms of starting your small business and not in terms of starting it correctly and building the right foundation so that your business will be successful. And we need to make sure we tap into some of those resources other than trying to do it on our own because you know about this high success rate, I mean, failure rate of small businesses, but making sure we get the right foundation to help ensure success. Fantastic. Is there anything we left out that you'd like to add? No, I think that is very good. And I enjoy being part of this and enjoy hearing the story of the young ladies that started this business. And it's great to hear what they've done and the success of that organization that they have accomplished over the years. So very interesting story. It's always fun to see nice people succeed, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, thank you for being here. We loved having you. Okay, thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Uniquely Small Biz with Jocelyn and Brittany Ray Reese of Fit and New and Selective's Tim Abraham. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review and tune in next month for more inspiring stories from real small business owners. 